June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Thursday, January 20th, and we are delighted that you are joining us. I don't know why, but January 20th sort of sticks in my brain for some reason, for some, I guess it might be, is it someone's anniversary? I don't know. It's like the date seems to be important to me. I'm not sure why, but be that as it may, uh, Mark, what is exciting about today for you that you're, uh, you're well into the Australian open, right? We are in the middle of week one. So still plenty of action going on. I like that. So, of course, we're not recording this on this day, but Mark, you're just projecting forward that you will be sleep deprived and um, and into it. Now, before the whole tournament starts, because it has already started, do you think that Dokovic should be able to compete or not? I, I am on the side that he probably should not be able to compete, but I think he will be there. And if he's there, he will most likely win. Okay. Well, now we have you on the record for that, and uh, we will see whether that turns out to be the case. We might have to re-record the top of this simply to make you less embarrassed by your projection and and prediction. Okay. Let's see. Let's see how it holds up. All right. That sounds good to me. We are here to answer your financial questions and sporting questions as well. Any sort of sporting questions. We like anything sports related. And and by this time, Mark, also you will finally be done with Ted Lasso. So you'll have to have something else queued up, ready to go. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you, speaking of sports. So now that we know who's in the NFL playoffs, who will you be rooting for this year? Ugh. Do I have to root for anyone? Because, you know. I thought you would say Buffalo. I mean, of course, I'm going to root for Buffalo, but I mean, I don't think I think that they're a long shot. You know, I'm a, I'm a carpetbagger. I've joined the Buffalo, you know, the the whole fandom because of WBEN and all my work that I do with that station in Buffalo. But honestly, I don't think that it's their year. Who's going to win? I don't know. It's pretty wide open. I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people think Tom Brady will make another run. I don't know. I don't think I see that, though. Um, Tennessee's tough. Tennessee is tough. Speaking of Tom Brady and his former team, we have someone joining us today on the program, and uh, I want to get to him because, uh, you know, maybe he has an opinion about this. If you'd like to come on the program and ask your financial questions of us, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact button. While you're there, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday. So tomorrow morning, Mark will have that out and ready. It'll be in your inbox but only if you subscribe. It's free. What more can I do for you except give you more free stuff? All right. So today we are joined by Jack, who is on the line from Boston area. Jack, were you a Tom Brady fan in your, you know, in the past or not? Yes. Yes, mm. very much so. So now what happens for you? How do you feel about where we are? Where is your heart? Oh, definitely with the hometown team. Okay, Jack, 
what brings you to our program today besides the Patriots and your love of that team? I have two kids, 10 and four, and I sort of have an interesting circumstance. Um, I have dual citizenship uh, for U.S. and Canada. Um, my father is uh, was born there and is still a citizen. Both my wife and I both have undergrad and graduate advanced degrees, and we're sort of projecting that our kids will go down a similar kind of path with the cost of school these days or college these days is just going up and up. Should we think about possibly moving to maybe not permanently, but enough to establish the kids as foreign nationals to get in on that healthcare and more affordable college tuition? This is an amazing story. This is the third person in three days that I have spoken to who is exploring their dual citizenship options. So, Jack, why don't you tell us about what you and your wife are all about? So you got lots of degrees. You make any money? We do. So um, we are uh, we have a, a private medical practice that we run. And um, I also now going on two years due to the pandemic, I also um, my undergrad was in engineering, so I also have a engineering position um, with a small engineering firm that I can do remotely. Wait a minute, you're doctors and you're a doctor and an engineer? Uh, yeah. Holy crap! What kind of doctor? Uh, doctor of acupuncture. Oh, and your wife as well? Yes. So let's talk about the private medical practice first. So could you do that in Canada or not? I possibly could easier because I am a citizen. So I could possibly do that, but more likely I would do the engineering because that can be done remotely. Let's first start with today. Yeah. The medical practice plus your engineering side hustle. How much are you earning as totally as a family? Medical practice, total revenue is probably about 250. Um, but we put a lot of expenses on that business. So um, that cover, covers quite a few things. So after netting that out, probably about 150 from that plus another 80 to 100 for the engineering. So let's say that you ditched the medical practice completely, like that we don't actually have any of that money coming in. Mm -hmm. And you were a full-time engineer. Mm -hmm. Working remotely in Canada, how much could you earn? Uh, no, that would be the same. I'm, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I have a W two from the engineering firm. But you know, I, I guess I was wondering, could you earn more? Like, because are you doing two full time jobs? Is that what's happening? I took a step back in the medical practice. I treat a few nights a week. I don't treat every day. She, I see. She treats. Uh, I, I do the evenings. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot, it's Mark. How do you feel about having the engineer acupuncture dual income now and then going just to the engineering? How do you think that that's going to work for them? I mean, I think it's going to work, but I think it's more a matter of the lifestyle preferences of like, are they happy where they are? So are you, Jack? What, like, first of all, obviously you can thrive in lots of places, right? You're making a lot of money. The practice is making a lot of money. Yeah. And frankly, you could essentially say your wife is the acupuncturist and you be, can be an engineer and you can stay in Boston and that's whatever the area and you'd make a good living. And, you know, you you sounds like you're doing pretty well. I mean, do you own a home? 
We do. How much is it worth? 900. Is there a mortgage outstanding? 365. And what about um, retirement? Do you have stuff through the practice? And then are you also putting money in retirement for the, for as on the engineering income? Yes. So the engineering side's uh, I have a simple that's maxed out. Um, that's through Fidelity. Um, then we each both have um, have been able to max out our Roth. Last year, because of the increased income, we also added in um, SEPs for each of us. So last year, it ended up being about 9500 each. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. The kids are 10 and 4. Are they in private or public? Private. Is that forever? Like you can't send them to public school? Probably, yeah. The in-laws help with it. Oh, good. Yeah. And are they nearby? Connecticut. The thought wouldn't be necessarily moving immediately. This is more of a longer term as the they're getting closer to high school. It's going to be a lot harder to do it then. I was just going to say, like, so wait, how many years do they have to be in Canada before being able to access this? That is not, I'm not totally clear yet exactly how long. Um, mm-hmm. I, with three to six months, you should be able to at least establish some sort of residency, seeing as they're my dependent. What, what happens if when they're that age, they really don't want to go? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> That's the hard part. Like, I know what you're saying, Mark. Like, I, I think I'm hearing this story and I'm like, this makes perfect financial sense. This is great. He's got the engineering income and I'm figure that your wife will figure out how to be an acupuncturist in Canada. I don't think that's going to be the worst thing in the world. She'll figure it out. Right. So like, I'm sort of like, they're going to make a lot of money. This is going to be great. But I feel like you sort of have to be thinking about doing it sooner simply because I'm kind of worried that like, if you wait, then the kids are more entrenched. I guess the one of the ways we were looking at it was maybe as a, if they're going to end up tra- transitioning to a different high school at some point, mm-hmm. they're, you know, looking at an option up there for, or a, or a PG year or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's a one year, do everything as, uh, Establish everything. I mean, it's really common, at least in the Northeast here, for yeah. kids to do a one-year post-grad. I mean, if you take if you take college, the cost of college out of the equation, are you happy where you are? Do you enjoy life where you are? We do. We do. Well, the area we're looking at, we're looking at Montreal, and it's a, an area that both of us are really familiar with, and we love. Um, and it's actually a lot more affordable of a city than Boston. Yeah. And plus, the exchange rate is pretty good right now. Right. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales, and we've built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com trial. 
That is linkedin.com slash trial for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash trial and get started. I feel like like I want to make this move now. I don't know why, but I, mm-hmm. I keep, I'm leaning this way and, I, and, and I'm going to, th- this may not be harmonious for you, but okay. the idea of like waiting feels to me like there's a lot of risk in that. I mean, yes, you might have more options, but like right now you have a house that's exploded in value. If you sold this house and took the money and rolled it into buying something in Canada, I bet you can get a lot for your money, right? Oh yeah, you can get like a out, you know, in the near suburbs, you could easily get a 3000 square foot house mm. for, the, for the same. Um, if you wanted to be in the city, you can get half million to a million plus depending on how fancy for like a three, four bedroom. You guys, have you saved a bunch of money? Like, just give me a little bit of a quick, let's do a little more of the, the basics here. Sure. Uh, how much money have you saved in retirement? IRAs, uh, like we have a rollover. In my wife's name, that's about 200. Roth is 60 or 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Roth is, I think, about 50. And then I have another 40 or 50. Um, I had a little bit of break doing the grad school. So I had a missed out for a bit. Yeah, because uh, you had to become an acupuncturist and an engineer. Yes. Which is a lot. What about non-retirement money? So you got whatever. You got like three or 400 grand in retirement. But what about non-retirement? Non-retirement, we have our emergency reserve, another probably twenty, thirty thousand. Any other debt? Like you mentioned that you had some loans from schools. Is that over? Or is that paid off? Yeah. Okay. How old are you guys? Thirty-nine and forty-four. Which are you? Thirty-nine or forty-four? Thirty-nine. Any other assets that we should know about? No, I mean the only other. Oh, the only other debt I would say is we have a uh, fifteen thousand left on one car. The other cars paid off. I mean, look, this is a lifestyle question. If you're going to do this and you do want to take advantage of the fact that like there is a little market timing in this, which, you know, I always counsel against. But the facts on the ground are that you could sell Boston mm-hmm. buy Montreal. And that's a good trade right now. You know, the exchange rate is in your favor and the pace of growth in Canadian housing has lagged the U.S. housing, right? But look, if you love Boston, then stay there and deal with the horrible education costs and you can like kind of roll the dice later and see how things turn out. And maybe, you know, you will be making instead of, you know, maybe your wife will uh, continue to be an acupuncturist and Mm -hmm. and you're kind of going to go full-time engineer and make more and more and more money. And maybe you'll be making like 600 grand a year in five years. I don't know. If this is an idea that you really want to pounce on and you like the idea of like, hey, you know what? We kind of want to get out of the Boston area anyway. And I would just, I would be more inclined to do it sooner rather than later. What about you, Mark? What are you thinking? No, I agree with that 100%. If you're going to do it, I would do it sooner rather than later before the kids get entrenched and establish relationships and they love where they live and they don't want to go. Yeah, it's it's very hard. Um, I have a very good friend who um, is Canadian and she has a huge job at a corporation and she tried to move her kids to the U.S. because she was making so much money. 
um, and tried to move to New York and it, the whole thing backfired. It was a terrible, it was bad for everyone. Let me just really? say that. I will laugh when they move back to Canada and later on, one of the kids is adamant about going to uh, Boston College. That's yes, what. exactly. That's exactly right. Like well, My brother-in-law is a BC alum. Oh yeah. Well, don't, don't advertise that. Um, okay. So I think, I think that, look, you're in very good, you're in great financial shape right now. You're in your accumulation phase. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would, it, it, would it be great to kind of save yourselves the 300, like let's say five to $600,000 of the cost of the college experience? Yes. And by the way, if you're, if they were in school in Montreal, would they go to private school still? Meaning, uh, on, yeah. uh, you know, in, in grade and, uh, you know, for obviously for grade school and middle school and high school. I don't know, actually. We, we, ha- we, we would have to look to see what we are comfortable with. Both my wife and I went to private school. There's a, definitely a feeling of, that we, we want to give our kids that similar experience. Why? There have to be good public schools there. And like, it's a, it's a big burden to carry for your, for them. Why? You think you're so much better off because of that private school experience? Uh, I do. So I got scholarship. So I definitely really, really benefited. So my father came as an immigrant, didn't speak the language, dropped out of school and started working. Where was he an immigrant from? From Canada. Oh, you mean that here in the U.S.? Yeah. So, he, yeah, he moved down. He was from the French speaking on the mm-hmm. coast. So he comes down, he comes to work. You get, you, you know, you got this family. You get to go to fancy private school in the Boston he, area. He worked for at one. Oh, I see. Interesting. Okay. And your wife's family has a few bucks. They're helping with the private school. You're snobby about education. So maybe you want to propel, you know, you want to allow your kids to have that opportunity. I get it now. Okay. All right. I don't even know what to say. Mark, what, what am I missing here? What, what, I mean, I guess that your, your main question is, should you do it? If you want, I mean, it's a great idea to be able to do it. If you feel like you want to raise your family in Montreal. I think that if you really think that you are inclined to do something like this, we would probably say sooner rather than later. Otherwise, if you want to roll the dice, nothing bad's going to happen. This is such a weird question because it's like this big lifestyle question, but it's exciting and scary at the same time for me to hear these kinds of questions. Like meaning I'm scared for you. Like I don't want you to make a mistake, but how big a mistake you're really going to make? If you do it, I think it's going to work out great. And if you don't do it, I think it's going to work out great. How about that? Boston's not going anywhere. So, I mean, it's always an option, you know, if we needed to come back for whatever reason. I, I think it's exciting and, and scary, like I said. But I think that uh, we've given you some ways to consider it. How about that? Oh, Jill, just yes. so you know, because you love mm. to ask. Mm. We have all our wills. Oh, yeah. Insurance, power of attorney disability. We have all that. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. That's all I wanted to hear. That's a beautiful thing. That's great. Okay. Well, look, we are here for you. So if in any, you know, if any of this process, you want to just float some ideas by us, that would be great. That would be wonderful. And just let us know. Okay. We will. Thank you very much. Well, we are so happy that Jack was able to join us. And if you would like to come on the air with us, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, and you will come to a beautiful form. You complete the form. And at the bottom of the form, it says, will you come on the show or not? 
just click yes. It's so much more fun. And you can follow this show, Eye on Money, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Do check out our sister broadcast. It's called Jill on Money. And we drop that every single day. So that's something that's exciting. Eye on Money here. We drop it twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mark Chalercio is the co-host and executive producer. How do you feel about this episode, Mark? Like you said, it's a first. I don't think we've had one of these calls yet. I know. It's so interesting. We're distributed by Viacom CBS, which I'm sure has plenty of uh, content for, for Jack to consider over in Canada. Do something nice for someone else today. And remember our mantra here, curiosity, compassion, community. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. So you're always on the go. Now you can take the CBS Mornings with you. And we want to go wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. Listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad free on Wondery Plus. Hey, everybody. John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll, you'll be saying to yourself, TGIT. Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.